Welcome to the Journeys of Scientists podcast. This is a podcast put out by WAMPS, which stands for Women and Minorities in the Physical Sciences. We are a graduate student organization at Michigan State University. I am Brian Stanley. I am a graduate student in the physics department at MSU. The purpose of this podcast is to talk with other graduate students at MSU and other universities to get a sense of the type of research they do, but also learn about life as a graduate student, both within and outside the classroom or research lab. If you or someone else you know are interested in participating in the Journeys of Scientists podcast, you can email me at the email below in the show notes, or you can visit the WAMPS website, which is WAMPS.org, and you can send us a message there. On this episode, we are joined by Tracy Edwards, a second-year nuclear physics and radiochemistry PhD student. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Tracy. Could you briefly introduce yourself? What is your area of study and what year are you? Um, sure. So my name is Tracy. Um, I'm a second year uh, PhD student in the nuclear physics program. Um, yeah. Oh, very, <laughs> very, very nice. So are you still taking classes? Or are you doing research too alongside or kind of where are you? Um, so I'm taking classes and I'm also doing a little bit of research, but um, I'm sure as you know, classes they kind of take up all your time so mm-hmm. i go into the lab whenever um i can yeah so what can can you describe a little bit of like what type of work you're doing like i don't know much about nuclear physics or chemistry or anything like that um so ironically enough i actually work in a radiochemistry lab um with a bunch of chemists and so i'm actually the only physics student within that um space so it's like i have an advisor in chemistry and in physics um, so in the chemistry lab, uh, let me back up. Our research is focused on isotope harvesting. Um, but however, because the effort was not online yet, um, we're kind of doing some like chemistry um, studies with like isotopes. And so right now we're interested in like uh, a lot of the like, um, like the lanthanides um, elements and kind of how those um, interact with um, like calcium or like pseudo bone matter. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's really interesting. Where, how, so, um, so like, what is like the application of that? Like, if you like, it must be, is there some like medical, like in theory impact that that then happens? Yeah. So, um, granted, I'm very new to this project. It just started mm-hmm. maybe like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, no worries. So it's like the, I know our lab, we're collaborating with another lab um, on campus who do, um, I think they do liver studies in mice. And so they're interested in kind of um, using one of these lanthanides as like a, um, like a, as a biomarker within the liver. Um, the, the more so like medical part of it, I'm not completely mm-hmm. sure about because yeah. I'm not like medical, but um, I know it has like the applications um, in that sense. Okay. So then you're a physics grad student. So can you explain how you kind of got involved in like this chemistry lab group? Yeah. So um, actually my, phys- my physics advisor, Dr. Paul Gay, um, he knew that I was interested in kind of like medical physics, but um, I didn't want to be like in the clinic. 
And so he was like, hey, why don't you do like some nuclear physics and we can collab with the lab who would be interested with like the medical um, application side of things, which is how he found my other advisor in chemistry, Dr. Greg Severin. And so through that way, I kind of got to um, partner with him. So I know he has a background in nuclear physics as well. And he's also interested in um, medical applications of his science. Um, So it's kind of like how I got involved with that. Oh, very, very fascinating. Where did you do your undergrad? Uh, I went to HBCU. So I went to Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia. Okay. Are you from Virginia area? No, I'm actually from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. So how did you, how did you end up in Virginia then? Uh, So I'm from St. Louis. I knew in undergrad that I wanted to go to an HBCU. It's a historically Black college university, for those mm-hmm. who don't know. Um, so I knew I wanted to um, go to an HBCU for undergrad. So most of those happened to be on the East Coast or the South. So I knew either way I would have to um, travel. And so um, I kind of landed in um, Hampton because I, in high school, my senior year, I went to the National Society of Black Physicists Conference where I met Dr. Gay and he was like, Hey, like come to Hampton. Like we have a research and great um, program. And I was like, okay. So I kind of um, went to Hampton for undergrad. Okay. Okay. So wait, so is this the same Dr. Gay that you work with at MSU? Yeah. So he was on the chair at Hampton. And then um, once I, my junior going on senior year, he um, uh, got a job here at MSU working at FRIB. He's the professor here and the um, researcher scientist. And so he reached out to me and said, hey, there's a great program in here. I think you should apply. I think um, you would be a great fit. And I was like, I don't know. But um, I kind of, you know, threw a shot in the dark and kind of applied to see what happened. And um, here I am. Oh, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, so you said you went to like a, a physics conference when you were in like high school. Is that right? Yes, my senior year of high school. So my senior year of high school, I did like AP physics and I loved it. And so um, some way, somehow, I, for, I forget the exact story because it's a few years ago. Someone reached out to me and said, hey, we have funding, funding for some high school students to come up for um, the conference to kind of meet other black phys- physicists who are either in grad school or professional working. And they offered me a travel scholarship. And I was like, sure, a free trip. Why not? I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, a free vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, no school for me for like a weekend. So I was happy about that. And I got up there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. And then um, I think kind of just seeing the representation of so many like Black scientists at one time was like, okay, I really can do this. And so it kind of gave me like the, the push in that direction. Okay, very cool. So when you get did that, did you already have sight in mind like physics is why I want to do? Or like when you went to undergrad, were you still like thinking like, oh, maybe I'll explore other other studies? Um, no, I think I was pretty dead set on physics. I felt like it was um the only thing I really had interest in. So I always ask myself, I said, if I wasn't doing physics, what else would I what else would I do? And to this day, I can't think of anything. And so I think I always kind of just like, I liked it. So I kind of just stuck with it. And um, I'm still sticking with it. Okay. Did your like sub-interest in, in physics change as you can got exposed to like different areas of physics? Yeah. So coming in, I think I can go back to undergrad. So I've did a few different um, internships. So I think coming in undergrad, I was interested in like biophysics for a while. 
Um, but then I did an internship. I did an REU at Vanderbilt and I was like, I don't like animals or animal studies. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> not so like the, like the life sciences. I think they're so interesting, but I don't think I had a, um, uh, a hands-on interest, I would say like in a laboratory setting. Um, but then, um, what did I do after that? Then I worked in a um, cancer research lab as a physics student where I did some like um, a mix between like physics and like bio and like coding mm-hmm. type of things. And that was okay, but wasn't quite like what I wanted to do. And then um, Dr. Gay, he was like, hey, give nuclear a try. I think you would like it. And so I did. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like some good stuff here. Um, and so I think I kind of got put into chemistry once I got to grad school just because of um, the opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And now working in the chemistry laboratory, I think it's like fascinating. So I think I found a good um, like balance between physics and chemistry. Yeah. Awesome. That's really cool. So is like your current stuff more theoretical or do you actually like go to the lab and I am working on this experiment or, or something like that? Yeah, so it's um it's experimental. It's definitely hands-on. Um, so um I am a physics student in the chemistry lab. So how my advisor explained it to me. So my advisor, he's now um Dr. Greg Severin, he's gonna be over the isotope harvesting program at FRIP once it's online. And so because it's not yet, he's like, okay, we gotta do something in the meantime. We can't like do nothing until it comes on, right? So our idea was, he said, we're going to um, start backwards and move forwards. So the idea is, with our research, is looking at these, like, lanthanides, figuring out which one, you know, is, like, the best biomarker um, for this animal study that we're collaborating on. And then, fingers crossed, we can, um, in the future, um, look into um, producing that um, specific isotope. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, it will give us a great motivation to, um, say, Hey, like we, we've shown that this isotope works great for X, Y, and Z purpose. Let's produce it. So kind of like starting backwards to work forwards. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. So like your first year of grad school was mm-hmm. last year during like COVID and all that. So oh, like, yeah. we weren't, we weren't on campus. Well, later I'll like ask you like how that kind of like transition or like start grad school was, but I'm kind of curious, like when did you actually start coming to the to lab and working on stuff? Was that just like fairly recently or? Yeah, like this semester. So like I moved here. So last summer, um, our previous grad student in the lab, she's not graduated. Um, she had an experiment um, at the um, in the CL. Mm-hmm. And so it required like, you know, to be in person. So my advisor was like, hey, move up. Like, it's going to be great. Um, like, we need to experiment. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm so excited. Because like in the lab, like, like starting off running. So I move up um, August 1st on my birthday. The experiment gets pushed back. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It gets pushed back again to the point where it got canceled. And so by then, it's like I'm already two months here in Lansing mid-pandemic uh, in my mm-hmm. apartment, like, by myself um, online doing school. So, like, um, there was no um, option to come in for a while just because of, like, you know, the world being on fire. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so now this semester is my really first um, experience being, like, in the lab um, here at MSU. Okay, very nice. And, like, how big is, like, the group that you're working with? Yeah, it's a decent size. So we have RPI, which is Greg. He has, we, he just graduated two PhD students. 
under that, we have, I think it's six grad students, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I think we have two, three, two third years, three second years in our first year. How many is that? Let me count. Hold on. <laughs> two, three, four, five. Yeah, six. Yeah. And then we have a lab manager. We have a postdoc and a scientist. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a nice size group. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's quite a yeah. few people that you know. Yeah, that's really cool. It sounds like you then you have a lot of opportunities to like help each other and and ask questions and things like that. Yeah, I think um, one thing I can say about um, this lab group is is such a healthy culture and dynamic, which is why I absolutely loved it. So it's like um, before I came, I had the opportunity to kind of like come in and meet people. So I came March of 2024, I think at the mid of Students Day before, like right before things got shut down. So I got an opportunity to kind of meet people and um, see how they operate. And I was like, they're actually like happy in this lab. Like people are nice with each other. Like they talk. And I was like, I want to work at this lab. This is awesome. So it's like having the ability to like, easily um go to each other to like collab or ask for help or like we're gonna project together so a lot of us actually like work together on projects which is really nice um so it's kind of like it's kind of like, like an all hands on deck approach um to like the lab dynamic that our um pi has kind of um structured for us which oh. is really good that's amazing that's great yeah yeah, yeah. so how like how was your transition into grad school kind of like adjusting since especially like that's already kind of a difficult transition to begin with and then like oh everything's online you can't necessarily meet people yeah or like explore the town or anything like that yeah it was bumpy I'm gonna be honest with you it was bumpy and I think um I think it's already bumpy because just grad school in general but I think um putting a pandemic on top of that definitely did not help. Um, So I'm a very social person where it's like um, I gain value from like being around other people. And I think just not having that was um, really difficult to cope with. And that on top of like grad school classes and requirements, um, it was a definitely, it was a tough transition, but um, I'm still here. So I'm proud well, of that. That's good. Congrats. Um, <laughs> and then like, so like when you were an undergrad, then you said you were a very social person, like were you involved in like other extracurriculars or organizations for clubs or things mm-hmm. like that, you know, outside of class or some research stuff that you were doing? Um, Let me think back. I don't know why my memory like phased me is from being in grad school less than like mm-hmm. a year and a half. So it's like undergrad, I think I was involved in um, SPS, so Society of Students, I did that. Um, uh, NSBP, we got the first um, undergrad chapter up at running at Hampton, so I was involved in that a little bit. What is that? Um, National Society of Black Physicists. We started an undergrad chapter at Hampton. Um, what else did I do? I did other things. I was involved in like... Um, I'm from the Midwest. So it's like I was involved with the Midwest like Student Alliance at Hampton. So a bunch of like Midwestern kids coming together and having a good time. I was like, I think I was treasurer for that or secretary. I forget. It's so long ago. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. And like what about now? Like, do you have well, you know, like ask that while you're taking classes. So obviously that takes up time, but like, are there like other hobbies or like things mm-hmm. that you do to try try to take a break from? 
from school and research and all of that? Yeah, um, I binge watch crime shows. I love them. I love a good criminal minds. Um, so I started this new thing where it's like I have to learn how to cook like different things just to um, keep my life interesting. So now I've started like watching YouTube videos to look for like um, recipes to make of different cultures. Uh, oh, geez. So like, for example, last weekend, I attempted to make an um, a West African dish. It's like peanut butter, peanut butter soup. And it turned out so bad. And I think it's like, it's a delicious, like I've had it before. And it's such a good, like, dish is like, um, you can have whatever meat you want in it. And like, it's like, it's mostly vegetables and meat and like a peanut butter sauce. And it's delicious. And I completely like botched it, burned it. It was so bad. But um, it's like things like that kind of like bring me joy and kind of give me a chance to get a- away from like thinking about the science all day long. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Peanut butter. I see. I like peanut butter. I've never heard of it as like a soup form. That sounds. Yeah. It's like a super stew. So you can make mm. it vegan or you can make it with meat, whichever you prefer. Mm. So I see it's like, um, I've seen some people make it with like onions, uh, uh, potatoes, uh, like greens um, and peanut butter, of course, or you can like add in chicken or turkey or whatever, like your preferences. So oh. Very jealous. Yeah, I'm I'm very basic in the kitchen because like if I try to do anything, it just like catches on fire or I almost burn down my apartment when I try to cook yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, very, very interesting. And then you also I, I saw in the little bio that you sent me that is you're you're a cat mom, is that right? Heck yeah. So during the pandemic, I adopted two kittens because I was so lonely. So it's like one day, I hard to forget. I think it was during orientation, actually. No, was it? I think I got a cat like the first or second week of school starting last year. And so I was saying, I was like, I really want like a pet. So literally like mid-meeting, I was distracted. I Googled like um, Lansing area, like uh, animal shelters. Mm-hmm. And I saw the cutest little kitten on there. So as soon as the meeting ended, I hopped in my car Drove across town to Capital, I think it's Capital Area or Capital something um, oh, animal right. shelter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want this kitten. And the kitten was two months old. Mind you, I haven't had any other pets since like first grade was a fish. So it's like I had like no experience with pets, <laughs> like really. And so I brought home this cat and it was like, I named him, his name was Stitch and I loved it. But then after like three days, and I'm like, this cat is lonely because they had a whole litter of family. Mm. I'm like, this cat is a friend. So I hop in my car. I go back, drive across the town. And I said, hey, I was just here. My cat needs a friend. Do you have any other two-month-old kittens that he can play with? And they were like, sure. And they were running like a two-for-one special that I didn't know about. So because I had already paid for Stitch, they gave me the second one for free. And I was like, heck yeah, free cat, right? <laughs> so I was like, her name was Pumpkin. But then I was like, no, I'm going to wear Lilo. So now I have Lilo and Stitch. Awesome. And it Love was it. the perfect combination. Love it. And so that was like, what, a year ago now? Yeah, it was last August. Okay, very nice. Are they 
like at, I know at least like a dog puppies, you know, it takes no time for them to become full size. Like are the cats still like, is it like a full sized cat now or they are now. So now they're considered because they're a year so they're considered adult cats. So now they're like full size kittens. Well, I call them kittens still because in my heart, they're still yeah, kittens, but technically they're adult cats. Oh, very nice. Do they stay out of trouble? No, not at all. So the funny thing is, it's like, if you ever meet my cats, their personalities match their name. So like Stitch from the movie, he's just like that. He gets into everything. He's constantly like tearing things apart. He's my troublemaker. And Lilo, she is like the sweetest kitten you would, well, I guess cat, you will ever meet where she's just so cuddly and friendly. And so it's like, I have one who's like, destroys things and one who wants to cuddle all day so that's the both worlds so keep me happy how is it now so like if you're coming to campus more often now like has that been difficult on like you and or them to be separated and i i don't think so because they have each other and that was my purpose i was like one day i will be in person (laughs) i can't like the cats need to have friends and so cats like um it's easier to, to like bond and pair them when they're like babies Versus when they're older, I said, well, let me get two kittens now and they can like be bonded. So I'm not there. They have each other, they have friends, right? And so like, I think, um, yeah, they don't really mind. I think they've learned my schedule. So whenever I come home, I see them like waiting in the window for me. When I open the door, they'll hop down and they're like at the door at my feet, like we're hungry. That's awesome. Are they like the same type of cat? Were they from like the same litter or was no, they unrelated? They different litters. So when I adopted them, they were with their litter. But because I took one home from his litter, had, when I came back, his sibling was already gone. So I got one from a different litter. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. It's very exciting. Sounds, <laughs> it sounds yeah. fun. I like cats. <laughs> yeah. So when you, um, how are you enjoying, have, have you, yeah, you experienced like a Michigan winter and stuff like that. How are you enjoying um, winter in Michigan or just Michigan in general, having lived in Virginia and Missouri? Yeah, I think so. I, I kind of say like last year, I didn't fully experience it because I was at home during COVID. So it's like, I really didn't go anywhere that often last winter. So it's like, um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's freezing here where it's like, it's cold for way too long. Um, it's dark for way too long. But um, I didn't even get to the full winter experience. I don't think it's because I was inside for so long. So I feel like this year having to like go to campus for class and like um, be more out and about, it will be a different um, experience. One thing I can say, I love that in the uh, summer, the days last so long here. Like, oh. it gets night at, like, 10 o'clock at night. I guess, yeah, dark at, yeah. like, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, like, the constant daylight, I absolutely love it. Yes, I do. I do. That was, like, the one thing I like is, like, oh, I just can spend all day, you know, or, like, all evening outside doing the things. Yeah. But then in winters, it's like, oh, but it's dark all the time. So, I guess there's a <laughs> yeah a trade-off there. Um. Very cool. Very cool. So do you have like in your mind, I mean, obviously you don't need to at, at this moment, but like, do you can't kind of have a mind of like what you would like to do post-grad school? That's a really good question. So it's like, I go back and forth all the time where it's like, sometimes I think I'll do research, like just like academic research. 
Then I think that I'd go, like, I had an interest in like policy for a while and doing like governmental work. And then I'm like, do I really want to do that? I don't know. So my answer is, I don't really know. Um, I think I'm so like focused just on like getting through my classes that I haven't even like um, giving postgrad like a good amount of effort just yet, just because I just don't know. And also it's like, I'm also, I feel like I'm not fully um, exposed to like what my options are. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm hesitant to say like, I want to do this one thing just because um, I want like time to really explore that. Yeah. Okay. That Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So kind of like wrapping things up a little bit. So I'm just kind of yeah. curious, like, do you have any advice or tips of wisdom that you would give either people thinking about going to grad school or maybe like even adjusting to their first year of grad school? Yeah. Um, my first thing I would say is choose your school, not on the name, but on the advisor you want to work with. I think, um, that day-to-day interaction in that lab environment will probably make the biggest difference in your, um, just like your grad school experience. So like who you choose to work with, um, I think it's a really important decision to make and one not to make it lightly. Um, Also, I would say try to find friends as soon as possible because grad school is hard. And I don't think grad school was meant to be done like on your own. Like you need people um, to like help you stay motivated, help you study and kind of remind you of like why you're here. Um, so I think finding that community is um, really, really important. So I say those two things, good advisor and good community. Okay. Yeah. And so like, just want you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but like came here, you know, your advisor from all on you can just like yeah. worked with them multiple different settings. Was that like the big, were you just set in stone already of like, oh, MSU is like where I want to go? Or did you also consider like other options? Um, I considered a few other options, but none of them had the um, environment, lab environment that MSU had. Um, so it's like, I, I honestly chose the program because um, my advisors were um, great people and people that I could see myself working with for years at a time. So it was like, it was more of a comfort decision for me because I believe um I refuse to be miserable. And so I figure if I'm in a lab that's like a joy to be in, um, that's something that I um, was more important to me than any kind of like school name. But English was great. So it's a great name, (laughs) you know. Very nice. And then like making friends and stuff, I'm just wondering if you're comfortable sharing this, like how was that, especially like for me, you know, when everything went online, it was like, okay, I saw black screens on in my classes, you know, I didn't necessarily see people's faces even, and then you leave class and then that's it. Like, how did you kind of like build that community while you're here and like adjusting to grad school? Yeah, um, it was hard. So like my first semester, I met one friend, her name is Madison here in the program, and we like stayed together for a while. And then it wasn't until... I met um, Cami um, here in the PR. I think you interviewed her before. I met her through Kim, the secretary. And so they kind of kept us that way because I was having a hard time adjusting and meeting people. 
And so it's like, I think I had a total of two friends my first year of grad school, but now being in person, it's like I've met so many people and it's just like a night and day experience. So um, I'm really glad that um, I'm not online anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Like, it's so nice to like see other people and work on things like you can work and work and like see what you're actually pointing at. And yeah. then also like do social things outside of classes and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very nice. Well, thank you for coming on and doing this. It was a, a lot of fun talking with you. You too. Thanks for having me on.